Records proudly presents the Post America Podcast with Nigel Black and Richie Crutch. real fucking weird like this all right you know like we're not really getting along right now oh someone attacks us we're gonna kill them all right now we're gonna go back to being fighting each other having fucking riots and all this bullshit and the same shit will happen oh you know we really gotta probably put assets towards you know infrastructure shit at home we could conquer the germans but we have to fight and bicker and argue our people have to manipulate the electoral system with the triumvirates and nothing ever really got if they ever had it all on one fucking page, <clears throat> I really do believe they would have went a bit further. But at some point, their own system stretched them too thin as a whole to ever really conquer everything. Well, it doesn't seem like America you know? is sort I, of like that. No, well, not Amer- like a, little, a slightly America less needs, violent version of America that. America needs this shit or get off the pot. You don't want to be Rome or you just want to act like Rome. The difference, yeah, you know, yeah, and that's exactly what we're doing is like Rome never would have put a bunch of fucking forts all over Europe. What Rome would have done is taken a bunch of shores, put a bunch of shit, and every once in a while attacked one of her neighbors, fucked with it, demanded, you better give me this or we're going to fuck with you again. And little by little, inched their way in, maybe lost a little bit, maybe had a navy capsize and lose everything. The thing that Rome did that few uh, ancient worlds ever did was, and and most at Cannae, they lost so many men at Cannae. Another civilization was, we're done, fuck you, we'll come, we'll do something else. They just went and got more army. They figured out a way to raise more army and they came back. But that, you know, Hannibal destroyed the mechanic. He did. And they really, and they really, honestly, think about another, if you think about another, especially Atlant- like a Mediterranean, well, who else? The Greeks couldn't. No, uh, no you know, I don't think the Carthaginians. They, they, they the Carthaginians, they, they never they, solved they, they, that. Yeah. They, they, were, they were pretty much, a, they were a superpower for a time, but they all had the same problem, like you pointed out. They couldn't have the proper uh, mechanism of succession. So yeah. when a powerful leader went down, there was a good chance all the powerful generals were going to collude and they were all going to vie for it. So they had a, a really rough time with that. And they see it in the third century, particularly in this time called the, uh, the transitional time period, yeah. the end of the empire. Yeah, the end of the empire. You had some of the greatest military minds Rome ever produced. You got a guy like Aurelian, mm-hmm. an emperor. You, know, you really yep. don't know much about him, but he really went from hard, all man. over Europe out to fight in Iraq yeah. with a mobile field army. He would suit up and go all the way up to France to fight in North Africa. All over the empire, the Danube, he fought all over. And he gets killed by an internal job. Yep. And there was a succession of maybe about 75 years or something like that, where it was very, very unstable. And then what you get at the end of that is a whole recasting of imperial government, something called the Dominate. Yep. With Diocletian. Yeah. And they had the, they break the empire up into different. Is it safe to say they had the coolest names? Best names. Great names. They have, they have hard names. <laughs> Chris, are we, hard names. are we recording, Chris? We are recording. Okay, oh, are. so that was a, check, a little check, check. history tutorial from Joe Hardcore, our guest today. It's good to be back, fellas. Check, check, check. And um, normally Chris is the one with the history lesson. Chris Joe, got out-nerded. Joe was also very knowledgeable about history. Very knowledgeable, this Joe. And, um, this Joe. <laughs> this Joe. Not that Joe. This Joe. This Joe. <laughs> and Chris this also self Selflessly sacrificed his microphone tonight <coughs> to give to Joe. Why not? What the hell was the handheld? He doesn't want to use the handheld. He hates this stuff. I know. Man. He doesn't like the uh, primitive technology. But we got Joe on. We got this is hardcore coming up. So we got to talk about that. Yeah. But before that, Joe, 
the you are question. one of the most attacked people on lamb goat. Yeah, it's actually what, one person. What is lamb goat? It's one specific person. But like, what is that website? Like, what? It, it's a website that was made before the time when we had social media and the uh, virility of social media with the shares, and you could see Twitter, Instagram blow up. You needed a one website spot. To give you the fucking news. I mean, was uh, it ever like a legitimate site? Always, always. In fact, at two separate times before um, the stop, two separate times we were either going to do JoeHardcore.com or .net or ThisIsHardcore.com and kind of like clone what Lambgoat was doing as far as promoting bands' releases, bands breaking up, bands' tours. But then I realized, like, no matter what we do. You know, we have exclusive content, but how exclusive is there's going to repost it on um, the social media? And for the time to upkeep it, graphics, yeah, it's not like the old days where that guy was selling banner ads for a month for $2,000. I don't even know if he's even making money anymore. But um, you really got to give it to him for saying, you know, we have this internet, but we don't have one one website to click on. One of the, fa- one of the things that kept him going was the... Ver- the the returning audience of people that could anonymously say like the worst shit about each other and no one would know like that thing's always been the internet shit talker yeah and, and there are tons of kids who don't know me don't like me on there but in more recent times it's one specific person who's actually used to be a friend who constantly oh throw shots no i i, I know of the it's site a, so i like hate that site hub but i never yeah, knew it's absolutely a troll hub and i mean yeah. like literally if, if if i didn't want to ever have to deal with the ramifications of it i could be like yo you know rich is a bitch and fuck him and then yeah. you'd be like we go this motherfucker said this like you yeah. know what did uh jay and bob were silent yes. yeah, that thing. Bob, yeah right. that thing yeah when they showed up at the guy's house yeah like i mean if you're that <clears throat> if you're that stunned if you're that stung yeah. by something written on the internet at this time you really I don't know you know like you should have built a thicker skin up by now yeah. you know but um that's that that's that whole website and that's actually what keeps it going now in the TMZ kind of focus that he yeah. has but it's not like was it ever just not like that yes it was a news site Alex Arnold from Pennsylvania Reading Pennsylvania wrote interviews he still does reviews he still like you know it's just when you don't need to go to Lambgoat to find out your favorite band's on tour. How does it get people going? Oh, well, this guy just broke up with this band, and he said this about him. Or, hey, did you uh, hear the latest drama about this? The first time I ever went there so, is when our van got robbed. Yeah. When I was in it. And somebody's like, yo, look what they wrote on Lambgoat. And I was like, what the fuck's a Lambgoat? I thought it was like a satanic site. So I yeah, went I on there. it was like a metal. Yeah. Like a, and it sort of was like an incarnation of being metal, but... Because of the time when it came out, it was metalcore focused. So, like, punk bands, hardcore bands, you know, obviously the metalcore yeah. side of things was, like, the heaviest like your usership. Yeah. And it still is. That's why. That was my actual reason for the thisishardcore.com or joehardcore.com was I saw so many hardcore bands not having a hardcore website like Lambgoat and needing, like, a metal site. Like you always see, like Blabbermouth will say the new terror record. Yeah, yeah. Where the fuck's the hardcore website that says yeah. the new terror record? And I was honestly, it's a great idea. I would give someone. We we own those dot coms if someone wants to do them. I don't want to invest my fucking daily extra time into posting news. Yeah. And that's the only reason why me and Juice didn't do it because we were actually even joking around about like the exact same lineup, the way they background their whole site and just change the colors and just yeah. and just be like here but it just even that takes maintenance time i don't but is, would the trolls take it over 
Well, you can always stop that. Oh, I mean, you that's stop it. Yeah, you don't why didn't he stop it then? What because he knows that guy? good for business. Because it's the only, well, it's the only thing that comes to his website. Wow, the virility and uh, and he's from Reading. A PA guy's doing yeah. this. A PA guy's acting like this. Yeah, the fuck. Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, when you when you can't pack the house with you know real shit, you got to go yeah. ahead and become. I mean, it's a shame because he, uh, you know, I, I try and this is me actually being nice. Like it, it, its initial intention was complete and it did its job. Um, tour dates, things like that. Today, I don't enjoy it. But, I mean, I've always laughed the loudest at myself, you know. I feel bad for people who don't laugh. So, like, when someone says something that, on that website about me, I kind of crack up. And I'm like, man, I wonder what someone's doing. Like, they're eating a pizza. And they're like, oh, time to fucking shit talk Joe Harcourt. Yeah. Like, you know, like. Like a schedule. You know, like, you know, like. Or, like, someone going, Joe, did you see what I just wrote about Joe Harcourt? This is fucking great. It's the worst fucking site, though. It's it, the it, worst. It, 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 I don't, uh, I never, you, I, I can't say never, but I used to, like, check. I used to search Wisdom and Chains on all like the the, the websites, sites. the big ones. So it would be like Lamb Goat, yeah, and uh, what was the Hardcore dot net or dot whatever. net whatever that remember that one uh, New York one yeah. oh Hardcore, hardcore website. website dot net yeah, yeah Hardcore website dot before net. that like, and Stereo a... Killer PA yeah. Hardcore yeah I used to I used to just go on there and see if any you know if we had any buzz see if anybody was. Interested in the shows we had coming? What up. an ego, man! See if anyone was. I think everybody in the fuck, I think everybody in the fucking world's done that. So. Right? That that I've was like never done that. My purpose for going on there, which is like the the same reason that yeah. we use hashtags, yeah. is to see like who's talking about it. Yeah. Like what's you know how? What's the buzz? Yeah. What are people into? You know that that I'm producing. No, that's what I was gonna say. The first time I went was when the van got stolen. Somebody said, "Look what they're saying on Lamb Goat," and I was like, "What's Lamb Goat?" Yeah, I went fuck on there. You van They rolls. were. Killing us. Dude have- saying we should have been killed. We should have been shot. Those faggots are lying. Nothing got stolen. They're trying to raise money. I'm like, we, we didn't ask for any money anyway, did we? I don't think so. I was, like, I I was I just like, wow. Fr- I think people asked for money on our behalf when that happened. Oh, I, I couldn't believe it, dude. It was like, they killed us. <laughs> and then I realized, well, this is like a different kind of site, man. This is... I'll tell you... When, it's like the trolls turned up a notch. And you know what happened to Stereo Killer? It turned into like a Nazi site for a while, right? It was like the most really? racist. The way them kids were talking on that website for a while, I had to just, I had to bounce. You don't it's remember crazy. that? No, I don't A couple years that. ago, I was just like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is the thing. I didn't really like scroll through. Yeah. I would just search the one specific thing I'm looking for. You know who's good with that? Who? Our bass player Evan. Evan, oh yeah, he's a man. He he's on every site. Every yeah, time, you say something, he knows what it is. Oh. He knows exactly. Oh, what that's from gloryhole.com. <laughs> I mean, uh, stereo killer. That's my Evan Glory voice. Right, let's get back to uh, this is hardcore. It's coming up fast, Joe. It is too fast. Is it give you headaches, anxiety? I used to get anxiety. Yeah, no, yeah, you seem all cool now, right? Do I mean this is like what happens when you do Dude, the chill, son. you do the same thing over and over again and you just try to uh, look at what we didn't do right and um, between 2011 and 2014 I was probably about the least well managed human being mentally socially mm. and it left so many things sporadic and I brought Greg Daly on a friend of mine from R5 Productions now he is the tour manager from Napalm Death and does a lot of oh the Dreadlock dude yeah it's a good dude and you know he basically said like look this is ghetto calm the fuck down no no he he loves the chaos of it 
But like he's like, this is how you make it a little bit more like the the way that you deal with the way he deals with the bands because he um, has the experience, right? Yeah, because I mean, I've never. I mean, I played in Europe, so someone fucking spoke a goofy language to some dude with us who spoke that language. And we just weirdos. sat there with a dumb smile, like I don't know what the fuck these motherfuckers are saying. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, in seeing how, you know, we could make it better and streamlined it, and then, you know, um, I just uh, 2011, 12, 13 was just not a great time, and 14 was a fucking nightmare. So last year was the first time I really like put everything into the pre-production. Like my own things, I will tell you that I put off everything, and it was part of my um, social anxiety, ADHD problems. To not, I don't read my own mail. Seriously, it takes now. I'm I'm so good at it. I get a fucking letter in the mail. I rip that thing open. I used to let it sit boxes. Why would I help my mother move out of her house? She lived there for 24 years. Yeah. I found an entire box of mail I've never looked at. Because I just put it in a box and hide it. Because like the anxiety of opening mail. Jesus Christ. So. <laughs> Now, I, I, I really, I went to therapy and I, I got a hold of that anxiety and I just go through it. So like, as a, last year I was pretty good. This year, it, Greg's actually bumped. He was like, he was in between tours and he's like, I got nothing to do. He's, I, I bought all the, like, you know, we paid for flights, but actually I made the uh, arrangements. I bought hotels, like all this shit. I go, Greg, can you handle it? Like I took care of it. Like there's so much organization. Actually, Diane Osterick, who worked for, um, the Acheron, he's the main stage guy for Fun 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 Fest. He's our stage manager. Him showing me the, the way he wants to see the, the changeovers for the bands and me using that as the plot for, I'm not booking more bands than what this fits on this time. Yeah. Just to give someone that little bit of like, okay, he's now basically decided how many bands fit. And I went off of that. And then, yeah. you know, fudge the five minutes here, 10 minutes here when necessary. And just having that, it's made it easier. But we've done this, you know. Like we know what to do. We we could do better. I, I I'd love to get to a point where we could give more. I want more of an experience, but it's not a band experience. It's like a social experience. But we're in a fucking parking lot in Philadelphia. I would I, I come up with some crazy shit, and then I don't know if we'll ever be able to do it. Fiscally, we pay a lot of money out of pocket that no other fest does. Like into the thousands to just make some shit to simple shit happen so to yeah. spend extra time find people that could do it man it make it happen it's just too hard but there's always this dream of like the next year this is the year where we add this element whether it's fucking wrestling or like extra sports like something that's more than just we went to a show and we sat in a parking lot and bought merch and ate I just that's the next development but even that you like know, the next development should be a football game Kids will get hurt. Flag football. Can't even get kids to mosh without going to the hospital, then writing on the internet. I went to the hospital, and I didn't realize that that ambulance that I was driven in would cost me money. Got about four of them last year. People in America who didn't know that this is hardcore doesn't actually pay an ambulance. We pay. <laughs> we actually physically have to you pay You pay for the them to be there, right? No, no, no. We have to pay every time someone goes out. Yeah. If you ever, if you ever want to get a business, get in the ambulance. Because apparently I pay them, and then the... Insurance pays them. <laughs> and last year, we spent $6,000 on ambulance fees. Jesus Christ. Damn. So, like, I mean... But even just to have, like, I was wondering, just to have the parking lot. Yeah. Like, what what did you have? Did you have to make a special deal with the venue or something? In, in, in venue history, when the venue was purchased, the owner, who was one of the most brilliant men alive, Larry Magnet, made one misstep in that he didn't purchase the parking lot. Oh, that back parking lot or the whole? Neither. Oh, wow. And um, a really good friend of mine who's in my Freemason Lodge is the manager. And um, they were like, oh, he's a, he's a hard guy to deal with. 
Yeah. You'll never get machined. They let you have the key to the back. Yeah. And I went, watch this. Went up, hey brother, oh, you need me to do something real? What's up? You know, yeah. but we do. We spend we spend four thousand dollars and rent that out. Yeah, that money's not recouped. <laughs> no, when just, you said the experience. The social experience, that's part of it. To it you, it like, might just be a parking lot, yeah. but who else does that? I, I think that's why people are willing to spend their vacation days. I just want to I just want to do, I, I wish we do, I the, just. The fun time they have hanging out in the parking lot at the picnic tables, yeah. talking, laughing, uh, meeting up with old friends, making new friends. That's the best fucking yeah. thing. And you know, when you say parking lot, to people, that, to people that have never been there, it's not, it's. It's not just a parking lot. There's a lot of stuff going. There's tents. You yeah, wouldn't, know, stuff you wouldn't even know it's a parking lot. It's part of the whole fest. I'll it's tell you the one attaboy, and I rarely, like, I, I speak with you about comparisons to other festivals, but the one attaboy that felt good at Punk Rock Bowling in New Jersey, Yeah, we were in a parking lot. Like, you had to walk through Stone Pony to get into the live music area. Yeah. And it was like, a sh- like two or three shanties for buying beer, a couple band merch things, and like, Vans and like random clothing companies that were like selling $45 skateboards and stuff was the merch. The food was bland. Like, here's the Stern Brothers who are so much ahead of the game, as far as, in my opinion, like yearly festival, huge event they do in Las Vegas. But when it came to East Coast, the outside activity like fell so short. Like, there's no big food truck. There's no like, they don't understand we did, East Coast. Well, we did, we do a better job. We have more tents. Yeah, we have a, baby. Like a food. And that felt good. You know, I just. You know the Stern Brothers? What, no. No. Uh, emails, but no social, you know, that. Yeah. Still waiting for them to reach out to Wisdom and Chains one day, maybe. Come on. One day, one day you're going to follow. Come on. Their, one day you're going to follow the Joe Harcourt Incorporated Management. and uh, Do it. And then, that, and then we'll get it hooked up. Grease some palms. Yeah. <laughs> Grease some palms. The Sterns. The, the Las Vegas is an amazing thing. I mean, this is Harcourt is inevitable change. So, like, this is the year where we go. Let's just give them the best hardcore fest. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of kids into Slipknot. There's a lot of kids into everything but hardcore. But we have four headliners that no argument can be made on the internet. This is a hardcore band. And bands where a lot of people probably thought they would never see yeah. youth in today. I, you, a lot of people with probably didn't, yeah. would never see integrity. I, I, mm-hmm. I didn't think we were going to have them at the fest. In fact, Dwight told me and wrote it on Bridge Nine, well, I'll never play a fest. So to have, I mean, this is a special year. Uh, you today, um, when I was a kid, I had long hair and was getting into metal and all that. Um, City Gardens had a show with Shelter. And I was like, oh, man, I'm not going to be able to go to that because I don't have a fucking ride. Bushy, Striegel, that fucking scumbag. They all go to the show, and they come back and like, dude, oh. you today played. I'm like, what? They didn't fucking even tell you? No, they, they had rides. I didn't have a ride. Rides were hard to come by in Philadelphia. Mm. You had to have a car. They could have made a spot. I was at that show. So, they, so it's all headlining with Shelter before, and Ray gets on stage and goes, we're back. And it's Walter, Sammy get on stage with Shelter, and they do you today. And... 23 years later, we're doing it for the first yeah. time since that time. Yeah. And I mean, they played the shows in April, but the precedent was having the show booked. Then they confirmed Europe and, you know, the rollout. Hence, so like, I didn't get to see them that time. So now I just eventually got to the point where I could book them myself, which is like probably one of the coolest things. A little in my, private party for it, yourself. No, no, no. Like awesome. kind of the coolest <laughs> things in like my hardcore life, like yeah. after booking like Chokehold. <clears throat> Is like, oh yeah, remember that time that um, I finally get to see that Youth Today? Like, we did Youth Today in 2011, and they were incredible. 
The I straight mean, edge thing, right? It's not even straight edge. It's, it's, no, I mean that it was like the straight no, edge day show. No, we did it. This is hardcore. We did it in oh. 2011. We did Youth Today, H2O, Token Entry, and Title Fight on the Friday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And Purcell was so psyched. He's, he's, it was a four-piece. He's playing guitar. And on stage, all we heard was Ken's bass and Vinny because he wasn't playing. He was just high-fiving people. as the, yeah. and you, like, It was great. You just hear this ring out like, wow, and he's high-fiving people. But yeah. they're shirtless. They're yoga dudes. They look like invincible. And it's like now you have Walter and Sammy, probably two of the you know most celebrated musicians in hardcore punk, on stage with them maniacs yeah. at this hardcore. It's fucking, I can't. What day is that? That's Thursday. It's Yo, Thursday. Let's get into it then. Let's go that's, through, the, uh, that's the way to kick it off. Let's go through Thursday. Um, or as they say in England, Yo, Thursday. Is, is this your third or fourth time doing this? This is my third, I think. I think he, he's tied with Ray Ray for Post America Podcast. Oh. I, 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 I tried to, I tried to, I mean, that's, tied with Black the first Ray, two son. was really incredible. And I, I, I really wanted to do it. And I was telling him, we got to do it, we got to do it. So, like, you guys are going to Europe. Yeah. I'm not going to not do it. This is a hardcore show. I'd like to do it just Joe Hardcore, like a fuck around conspiracy theory, random talk. Yeah. Anyone yeah. No, that we're that. not, like, we're yeah. not pimping out this is hardcore, but. Um, Before the end of this year, let's. Do I that. would love it, let's just like the, that. You know, and then that's where we get like the miscellany, the miscellany conversations. Yeah. You know, um, the rest of you Thursday is a kind of like my ode to bands that are playing now, or like what I would say to be. They're basically are the seeds of like hardcore in the future. Like, Protester is a band from DC. They have guys in the band that are in four other fucking bands. Like how in Boston there was like three guys in four bands. Now it's DC. There's Protester, Line of Sight, and Standoff that are all friends. They're all in the bands together. And oh, they're yeah. all doing hot shit. DC has a great hardcore scene, and I wanted to celebrate that. Free is Pat and two guys from Have Heart from Boston. He's not going ex-Have Heart. He's saying, hey, here's my new band. Do you want to check it out? Yeah. And we had them in Philadelphia for the American Nightmare Burn shows. Incredible. World Be Free. The first time great I album. band with multi-member, like high-end membered guys put out a record and it's not because you like the guys in the band you really love that music like great that bass line that he puts in the world be free that it's only arthur only arthur can hit that and like it's such a it's such a comp like i can't believe that record that's my favorite record this year. yo and i'm surprised that's my favorite hardcore record this year and like i seldom get into a record enough to like constantly like pimp it and like unless they're my friends like oh i love this but like my fucking record is insane, man. Like it's it reminded me. And of you like, got to give Scott props. He, you know what? Yeah. I'll, give you, Scott, on, I'll give you a Scott trivia. So when Siv was a band, me and Scott talked about this. He hated them because they were like he was like despair. Yeah. A, a real hardcore, and here they are on a major. Yeah. Later on, during Terror days, he hears a Siv record and he fell in love with it. Terror played with Siv at Black and Blue Bowl, and he was like, "This is the sickest band." So for my friend Scott to be in a band with members of Siv and like. That van, that vibe definitely isn't lost in that band. Like, yeah, and he, totally. And me and him said, like, if you ever ask me, like, I, I've never been in a hardcore band. I've been in mosh metal bands, Punishment, I, you know, like little kid bands. But like, could you see if I got this? Like, you know, anyone can sing in a band like that. It's like the most hardcore band. That sound, that style, like yeah. the, the vibrance. Yeah. There's no like songs about stabbing in the back. It's just fucking Classic. energy. It's just energy, like an energy band. I love. Yeah. I, I get excited talking about it because I really love that band. Um, Down to nothing is a band that because of the terror touring 
seldom get to play as much as they like, and this is like the year they played a lot of festivals. Yeah. And they were like, we have to play the fest. And what a better day than with youth. And obviously, we added Burn to that day. And, you know, um, the weird one is Code Orange. And there's like a band that like every year we've had them since they started. Why weird? Just because it's the real heavy band on that day? <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, like we said to them, like, yo, what do you guys want to do? And they're like, we'd really like to do the Thursday again. They had a really, really great set yeah. last year on the Thursday, and they're really playing – um, they're playing almost the exact same spot they played last year, but we wanted Code Orange kids on the fest, and or now they're just Code Orange. Sorry, they grew up. Just Code Orange. Code Orange people. Code Orange people are now grown up, and we want them on the fest every year. Like I yeah. said to you guys, I want you on the fest every year. As we roll, we always pick up some guys we want to have every year, and yeah. they're one of it. So Naughty kill it. On top of all the awesome straight-edge, fast, upcoming hardcore you have, the fucking one band that you know young kids are going to go absolutely apeshit for, and then Burn. You know, like, they came out, they did the Black and Blue Bowl, they did so many shows already, but, like, at them Philly shows, there was, like, the vibe was so insane. Like, we were, we were nervous, like, I don't know, American Nightmare, it's later. Nah, them guys, yeah. did, they did two sets, and both sets were almost 50 minutes long. Beautiful, The beautiful. vibe was great. It was fucking awesome. A lot of energy in the crowd, too. Like, when, like just starting out when the set's just starting uh, to get momentum, and you just well, see fucking bodies moving. And it, yeah, Chuck is one of, like, the only frontmen that, like, when you know it's a good set when he's in the ground, on the floor moshing. So, like, the first night to see him on the floor moshing, I'm like, all right, this is a good yeah. set. Like, he jumped all, like, you know, like, now we just got to get Freddie Manball moshing. That's one of the other ones. Ooh, <laughs> out of retirement. So, um... So we roll in the Friday. Um, my love for Dom from A389 is knows no bounds. I mean, you know, you guys love him. Yeah. Dom's the show. He joined Integrity. Lord Dom, we'd like Lord to call Dom. Him. Lord Dom somehow brought the, you know, bird of peace between Dwid and I. And uh, it was actually in Baltimore last September. And Dwid was like, I have no problem playing your fest. And my mouth like dropped, like, huh? Like, well, we're really going to fucking do this? Like, Years of me asking, years of me and him going back on the fourth and internet and arguing, and all over petty shit, nothing major, but like to see him be like, I don't care, I just want to play. He's really excited. They have a new record, and they're. I saw they just got signed to relapse. Relapse. Right? They have, they're on relapse. Dom's involved with the writing. Um, the set list that they have is unparalleled. Truly. Why you saw it? Yes. What is it? Can't tell you. Besides, if you're an Integrity fan, you will not go home going, they didn't play this song. Yeah. It's really that set. Nice. I, I actually can't believe it. And like Dom's like ecstatic and we go back and forth. He called me on the way here. And then it's like if Joe Hardcore and Dom booked the show together, you know, and that's exactly what the show is. Like Ringworm, you know, yep. could you st- Ringworm and Nails back to back into Integrity. Yo, Nails is on fucking fire right now. Dude. Yeah. yeah. We just had them in Philadelphia fire. on a Thursday night. There was 450 people. They went and yeah, had people the covers of Terrorizer, Decibel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're just killing yeah. it right He's now. He's doing a porn now. The like, one of the guys well, in a know, porn movie. When you have when you have everybody in the metal, when you have everybody in metal looking one way, being one way, when something comes out of left field, especially from the punk, they always metal always steals from punk. They love it. Yeah. Punk steals from metal. That's what we do. Now they're like, oh nails. This is look at this is what metal should be. It's nails, yeah. you know, like yeah, yeah. So I mean, think about it. And then Iron Reagan, Tony, yeah, oh, Municipal Waste, best. Dave. Jesus. Bronzino. Now, yeah. yeah. We had so much fun with them on the on I knew the, you guys of all that on that tour, man. I figured you guys would click with them so well. Yeah, they're cool. I did yeah, them at the, I did them at Voltage we, Lounge. We were totally before. jealous of their hair though, man. Fuck. 
Chris the most. That rock <laughs> hair. Uh, that the, fucking the rock last hair. show of Persistence I saw. Tour. Oh, man. And they came out, and they just did their headbanging shit. Oh. They were on last song. And Brought was, the song to a new that level. Was one of, yeah, was that was one of my favorite things to see about that tour, when that video came out, and everyone had guitars for you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was the best. That was, that was like probably one of my most fun moments ever. On I fucked stage, up, though. I didn't know what they were doing at. I screwed up the whole end of the song when it came and then, out. Yo, we tried oh, to man. surprise them with a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it was you know Colin who plays it in H two O. Yeah. So Colin, it was his idea, but he's like, all right, when we when Iron Reagan plays, let's pick them up and put them on our shoulders like a chicken fight. <laughs> and we'll, and you know I'm like, who got hurt? So <laughs> then, uh, I think it was Phil, the uh, the more guitar player, Phil. He got, he literally, somebody, somebody tried to pick him up. Everybody felt face Didn't have the, the leg strength. No. They didn't have it in the quads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he just fucking fell right face on the Face planted him. <laughs> he was fucking angry. Joe had Bronzino, though. I had Bronzino, Bronzino though. On, my, on my shoulders, and we played the whole song, and we were rocking So you won. Yeah, you won. I won the chicken. So Bronzino's dick was on the back of your head, true or false? Yeah, my neck smell is <laughs> stinking. No, they're cool. You know what a Bronzino is, right? What is it? You don't know what it is? That's his no. name. No, you know what it is? Wow. Do you ever see it? It's either the Bronzino or the Bronzini. It's a dish where they just cook the fucking fish. Like, they just put it on a fucking fire and just bring it out to you. Really? Yeah. It's either Bronzini or Bronzino. I, I can't remember which one. Wow. Just Google. Google it. That's some real Italian yo, shit. Yo, That's dope. they just literally just drop this, like, cooked fish. Scales, yeah. eyes, fins. It's like, right there. The Bronzini. Bronzini. Um, the rest of the bill is Haymaker from Ca- which Canada, which is the guys from Chokehold. Uh, Jeff, one of the most. So Friday's like a fucking metal oh, it, day. It, it, it's it's ball. It was truly balls to the wall. Yeah. But I mean, we have you have like internal sleep, and like you're the knife and Iron Price, who were all like heavy end of that. You know, I mean, Iron Price from Maryland, Delaware guys. You know, local. You're the knife. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> There's Google. Oh yeah, yeah. fucking cooked fish. Yeah, fish. Straight up fish. Simple. Cooked. Fish on fire. Yeah, fish on fire, just right on the plate. Holy shit! I'm gonna tweet a picture of Bronzini. Yeah. <laughs> So that's awesome. uh, that whole show is like the young, heavy, the fast, aggressive, and yeah. it's the best way we could kick off a Friday night. Yeah. And uh, I don't even know how we do Saturday and Sunday. It's so weird. I think the best way we'll do it was just uh, when I do this as hardcore, you could make this bill any way you want to make it, and people are going to be happy. But you have to find things that I like, things that people weren't expecting. And like, you know, we, we're like a snowball. You go through hardcore. You roll down the hill and you collect friends. You collect these things. I could not have got the trouble unless I was friends with Gibby. You know, I you know the yeah. Trouble. That was a surprise seeing it. Yeah, and, and there's people that I was at punk rock bowling. People like or at, in Cosbar and we'll we'll start be like, I can't wait for the trouble, man. Even yeah. people in Philadelphia, like yeah. Of all the bands, I never thought you'd get the trouble, and I'm like, really? Like, yeah, there was no hint of it. That's yeah. why, you know. Well, I'm getting better with it. I'm getting better with like not. We just, just posed for a selfie. That was the silence there. Um, <laughs> and then yeah, like uh, yeah. Rob, Rob coming to me about my most precious blood. Yeah. Another like incredible thing that um, you know we got to do it. I mean we got to do it. Like yeah. he says, hey, I want to I want to play this. Um, the show actually didn't have a headliner. Life agony couldn't play, and uh, Gorilla Biscuits really stepped up and they're like, yeah, well you know we'll yeah. come back. I mean guys are in town for their other bands. Why not make it work? And that's kind of how that worked. And then. Terror hasn't played This Is Hardcore since 2012, but they played Really? They played Union Transfer. They've never played the Big Boy. Oh, First wow. time playing the Big Enchilada. That's awesome. 
and it's like you know, like me and Scott were talking about it. And every year, it just didn't work. Their tour schedule. Favorite terror song. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna. I don't want to be lame, man. Like, I could tell you that I would love everything from lowest low, almost, um, and like that era. But my favorite song doesn't get played live. It's called Survival. Survival comes crashing down. It's third or fourth on the um, one with the other dogs. It might as well be a leeway ripoff. Um, it's on four of my workout um, playlists. Yeah, and it's just dan 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 dan. And it's just I fast as hell. And it's just, it, it, you know what? Young kids don't know that the fast parts are really the most vicious parts of hardcore. They don't know It's yet. got the breakdown at the end. It's yeah. got the head. But it's that that riff and the drums and like yeah. the. I got to check that out. I, I've never heard them play it live. And Come on, know, Tara. Step up. Don't do it because the whole crowd will sit there and go, where the fuck this song come from? Like, yeah. It's probably my favorite just by the energy. Yeah. But I mean, you see them live, and you feel like every song's your favorite. One of my favorite live bands, hardcore live bands. One of the best. Yeah. They were. Uh, a great frontman. <laughs> Unbelievable. He doesn't take no for an answer. Every single night. No. Doesn't take no. Yo, for yeah. As a, as a frontman, what he does, I'll tell you, is it's almost impossible. Yeah. It's almost impossible. He will not give up on a, on the audience. No. He no. will not give up. Yeah, I swear we do it plenty though, it Joe. It could be four songs, five songs, six songs in. He just does not give a fuck. He will just keep digging and digging until he yeah. finds that go on that ah, vein of energy. Ah, wow. and he, incredible. And, and then yeah. once it once it hits, it's just like the whole place fucking explodes. Yeah, like you guys have always been in bands, but you guys have time off. He has consistently been in bands his whole life. Yeah, yeah. Slugfest, which I never saw live. Um, Despair, which I caught so many times. Yeah. And then I was hawking terror demos like it was crack down the soccer games in Philly, you know, getting people excited. I mean, like, we watched that band come from a basement band, too. You saw him, which is World Be, even him as a World Be Free. Gets on stage, one of their first shows in the East Coast. So good. And he gets up there like he's been doing 10 years with that band. Yeah. And like you said, doesn't stop. Move it, move it. Yeah. Incredible. And that's hard to do, man. When you're, Especially if you're not getting a reaction at first. I'm the kind of dude to be like, fuck it then. Don't move, motherfucker. Pieces of shit. We're done. Last song. Yeah. I got a bad attitude. Scott has a good like. attitude. <laughs> that's what it feels like. <laughs> no, he's just more. It's yeah. just like, damn, man. They fucking Fuck hate you us. then. Vogel's probably one of four guys that should just only be in hardcore bands. Yeah. A Vogel, Freddie Madball. Yeah. Textbook, hardcore frontman. The way it should I be. I don't even think textbook. I would have to say like fucking no, like, you know, Nobel award level. You know, like <laughs> yeah. any award possible. Whatever the yeah. highest trophy you can get is. Yeah. Indy, whatever you want to give that guy. Like that's At one time, is. though, you thought he was one of the most evil men in hardcore. He was one of the most evil men in hardcore. <laughs> the, the dark, the dark, the dark hands. I told Scott, like, hey, Scott, why does Joe think you're the most, you know, I'm always starting trouble. Why does Joe think you're the most evil guy in hardcore? He's like, what? I sat there. Why? You should have sat there. You should have sat there. Should have sat there for that conversation. Nah, I just, I just like. You should have sat there for that lit conversation. Lit the and bounced. He, he he leveled it though. He, yeah. he put. I had a I had a different um, perspective. Nah, he's good perspective and opinion is a beautiful thing. True, um, so true. If you ask me what hardcore is, it, it's really an amalgamation of Gorilla Biscuits or Killing Time in my head right now. Yeah, yeah. There's other stuff, the heavier stuff. I can't say that. I'll never say like the heavier stuff's not a part of. But if you ask me, like if I had to like say like this is what it is, like that's a great mix though because you got the, either, the ones like the heavier street side and ones like the lighter. 
The, That's the it. It's just more PMA. So like yeah. you have you have them two. What bands. a day, Friday! Fuck. That's Saturday, actually. Oh, Saturday! Yeah. Unbelievable. This band from Pennsylvania is not bad. We threw them a bone. They're no coming retreat? up. <laughs> no retreat. We got no retreat coming back. <laughs> or in the eyes of. Um, yeah, I mean, like, and you guys have consistently been that band for us. Always this fun. Is, this is like your year where you're in another perfect spot to just annihilate. Always the crowd. looking out. Always looking out. Um, you know, a lot of the other festivals they kind of lowball us, man. You know, as far as positioning, this is hardcore looked out. I appreciate that. Well, I mean, what are we gonna do? Are we Some gonna other s- festivals they got us opening. Well, you know, you got a lot of other festivals that think of things in a different terms as far as like. Now I've always said it. You have to put a band in a position where they have to rise to the occasion. Amen. You know, any band could play earlier. But what happens when you put wisdom after most pressure before t- trouble? That's when you're going to see. Let's see what happens, baby. It's Let's see. Happen. You know, it's, it's, it's historically gonna be- we always do our best. Yeah. <laughs> under pressure. Who are you, Captain yeah. Kirk? With that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> um, ridiculous. I don't know if you've ever saw the theme for Saturday, but I, I spend most of my time trying to put all the younger bands and like bands the younger kids will go insane for it's kind of like what you do with your kid let them run around and get fucking tired yeah it's kind of what we do on saturday so the entire lineup from power trip through incendiary criminal instincts one of their only east coast shows this year your boys in lifeless rude awakening wow big carl and strength malice i was just listening to strength for a reason on my way uh home from the bus today after work uh, that CD, Burden of Hope. Oh, yeah. God, I love it. It's that. really good CD, good. man. It's still in my car. I When I got that out song, of my truck, uh, I put it. That song, uh, fa- uh, f- uh, is it Family Chain? Or Chain of Family. Family Chain, I think yeah. it's called. We put no, that on a so fast good, break, man. and I said, listen, put this out, but make sure you start writing for a full length right away. So like a year and a half, boom, it's out. Nothing. You can lead there, a horse to the water. You cannot make them swim. There, I mean, you... Next November will be 20 years for that band. Unbelievable. 20 years. But they were called Straight for a reason at first. I remember they had that Straight? One. Straight, and then they went to Strength. Wow. You know I, Joe I, played drums for them for a while. Yeah. Tell me not that you guys were called Straight. Are you sure no. you weren't? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure? No, 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 not at all. Maybe it was a bad Were flyer? you in from the beginning? No, it was always. Maybe that was like a, like a nickname a flyer? or something. Maybe. Because you but, guys uh, played that Biohazard show. Biohazard. In November? In Allentown. No, and um, CC's. You guys played a CC show way early on. Oh, that's kind of. Oh yeah, yeah. That was yeah. like ninety five or ninety six. No, no, I was like. Uh, that might have been like ninety seven or ninety. That was your first. That was one of the first shows they played, and you were like, "Oh, Big Carl's in a band. That makes perfect sense." And he was bigger than the whole rest of the band. Yeah, <laughs> he still yeah, is. He was like, he was Couldn't even see the drummer behind him. That was so crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I mean, uh, that was the one where Biohazard brought their light show. Yeah. Into some CCs. Yeah. yeah. Like a whole like professional light show in nice. tiny little CCs. Yeah. yeah, it was dope. The night before they played in um, Asbury Park with E-Town and 25 to Life. And there was a multitude of fights. And the roadie got beat up. Oh, shit. And a guy got chased and jumped into one of them inlets. And the next day, it was pointed out to Biohazard that I was one of the guys who had beat up the roadie. Oh, uh, were they and mad at you? They were really upset. And... Um, <laughs> So we got into that sand pit. In it's the me, back? yeah. It's me, my ghetto piece of shit, horrible oh. cousin who, for some reason, drove up with me on my white Camaro that I was borrowing. Oh, that's hard. And uh, it's Billy 
Evan and I was like, yo, you fucking motherfucker. I'm 17. Yeah. <laughs> Fresh into 17. <laughs> and they're like, you would have fucking jumped somebody, motherfucker. And earlier in the night, he did the song. He's like, yo, motherfuckers are going to fucking be tough last night. Yo, you want to live like that? You're going to die like this because that's how it is. That's and we it thought is. it was cool as shit. Yeah. My friend Jay Insana from Life Sick Life, who's now dead, was like good buddies. I remember him, yeah. And he's like, yo, man, that's my boy. The, the saving grace was writ to life. <laughs> Came out. Yo, 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 guys, what's going on? He's yo. like, yo, look, that's my boy. Yeah. You know, he's 17 years old. You can't let him get jumped. And they're like, well, then you better fucking fight him. The roadie's like, I'm not fighting no kid, man. And that's how he's like, get my ass kicked. Oh. oh, I had him back in my pocket. We had like a we had like a like a lead weight with no like weights on there. That's the only thing I had in the car. Yeah. I put on my pants. I'm like, man, if I get hit, I'm just hitting somebody with this and getting rolled on. I know I'm getting beat up in yeah. that sand pit. And I was so more worried about getting my face put in the sand than any other aspect. You were like, always at CC somehow. Oh, I'm always like, how the fuck does this guy always well, get you up gotta here? Well, you got to know is uh, Robbie Red Cheeks and the Philadelphia crew really didn't get down with the shows they had. And South Jersey had like small hall shows with like 45 people and like the middle of the Pinelands. Yeah. So 60 or 80 miles up here was still better driving mm-hmm. than trying to go to the Thursday night the pipeline with traffic. And then their show started at like 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. So, so oh like, my God. I remember leaving. So the same show, the, the same shows that were hitting the pipeline would hit CC's. And yeah. some didn't hit pipeline. So it was easier for us to come there. And I got to see so many good bands because of it, you know? Um, no, CC's was good. The coolest band on the bill after Red Death, which is the Skies from Protesters, and uh-huh. is uh, they're like a thrash, punk, straight edge, awesome band, is a band from Moscow called Hellweed. Moscow. Moscow, Russia. Wow. And always trying to be accepting of the world hardcore scene. You get an email, and you don't even know the letters because they're Coptic. And the guy's like, we would love to play. And you see a video, and it's them ripping into uh, Only Living Witness. And not just the intro, but he starts wow. singing it. Oh, wow. Dude, like the pro-mortal form, and he starts going right into it. You're like, all right, these are bad motherfuckers. Yeah. I've now convinced him to make a t-shirt with Ivan Drago. Wow. <laughs> on it for the fest. Fuck yeah. But, like, I'm convinced that they're not going to make it over the border because like, we're bringing our guitars. We can't not have our guitars. Yeah. What do you do when you're a band from a third world universe like rush is huge but yeah in the terms of being able to travel and shit they're like a third world yeah we're gonna have a band from moscow like, that's awesome Russian yeah. does he have both eyes tour. i don't know yet because remember that dude from russia that comes out when we play finland Jaka. with the one yeah, eye yeah, yeah. Oh, the yeah, hardest Jaka. dude ever yo. Cool shit. finland's just in his own universe a great place finland well we'll be back soon um and the, after, and we talk about how we, we got to talk about the two heaviest bands which is like no zodiac which is like that Overly tuned down, one mosh, cho, cho, cho. but kids like that. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna judge. I I love the scale. To me, it looks like a scale. You start at like Ten Ton Hammer is a Philly band. They're local. They're really coming up. They have members of all this stuff. It's a hard name. Yeah, and they're a great band. It's their turn to be a part of the fest. Yeah. They've done it with other bands, but trying to get them love. But like, you start off with the heaviest band, and then you end at the end of the night with Grill Biscuits. Beautiful. That's kind of like a cool scale for me as far as like what I want to do during the weekend days of the fest. So yeah. this day does it for me with that, if that makes sense. That's why I build it that way. Mm-hmm. I also play Sudoku often. So I never always look at the bill up and down. I look at it left to right. Oh. I build the entire fest on an Excel sheet. So I'm constantly looking across and go, holy shit. And if you look at across, you're like, yo, even across, if you're a four-day ticket holder, you're going... 
you today, integrity, grill biscuit, turning point, burn, ringworm, terror, floor plunge, coat orange. You're like it left yeah. to right, it's really awesome too, which seldom people ever look at. But it's I like that. Sudoku. It's like you, it's like you're you're tricking these people. Not I'm almost. tricking them, but you want to give somebody the brain. If you're gonna buy a four day ticket, you need four days of something good. Not yeah. you're not a shit day. Yeah. Which leads us to Sunday. Um, turning point is that band that people talk about because Skip's dead. Skip in his final months were hanging on South Street, going to um, this disc CD store. What was like the last cool CD store in Philadelphia, between Third and Second, and uh, didn't believe that people cared about Turning Point at all. Um, had a band called Memorial Day that he was doing with my friend Brandon, and, and was honestly not like your typical. Uh, he broke straight edge and he's like you know going through hard times. Like super nice. Super so enthused about music, but just like was on a different path, but like didn't believe me. Like, dude, people love Turning Point, and that was in 2003. And uh, the band Jay, a couple of people have always been like, "We'll never do it. We'll never do it. We'll never do it." So they released this record this a second time, first time on J Tree. This time it comes out, and um, my buddy from Outbreak puts it out, and it comes out on Record Store Day, and people freak the fuck out. It's a little bizarre because it's yeah. already a record that existed. They, you know, they changed the, the layout and stuff like that, which is cool. But I was kind of like, you know, people really, like even the band members were posting about it on their personal stuff. I'm like, is this the year that they give a fuck about? Like they'll actually think to it. So we asked them and they said, you know what? Like if we're going to do it, we're going to do it this year. And when I told Ryan Think Fast, put it out, he was like, this is crazy. Like I, I just wanted to put the record out. Yeah. I sit around a corner from where I live. Me and Jay had to sit there. And I just sit there and convince Jay that I prom- and I promised him that Turning Point was the perfect band to play last. They refused to play last. They don't they don't care about the money. It's not a money thing. They're like, can we just play with Gorilla Biscuits? Like we don't yeah. feel worthy to headline this. And I'm like, you don't understand your turning point to so many straight edge kids. And for Philadelphia, we don't So have- what's gonna happen? Who's singing? How's it gonna Tim McMahon from Mouthpiece is the guy who practices with them every Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. However, Rob Fish won a wait. I we brought him out. He's singing a bunch of songs. Wow. Um, Jeff Rickley from Thursday, who also, this Argo trivia, was the fill-in singer for <laughs> the deceased Sean from Inga Dagger. He's also filling in and doing songs. And a couple other their friends. Darren so it's like Walden. an all-star cast of yeah, frontmen. Basically, a bunch of people are going to sing. I mean, well, if, you're, really if you're cool. a fan of the band, you'll notice the progression of the band from like a fast, straight-edge hardcore to a really dynamic, melodic, but driven. Like, I don't know another band that sounds like Turning Point, especially in the later records. Yeah. Which is why. I mean, and they broke up. Their last show was 93, 94. You know? And again, a band I and never... And that's a Philly band? They're, they're, if you, you know the part of Philadelphia that's over on the other side of the bridge... Cinnamonson, Pentonsalkin, that part in New Jersey. What would you call that? South Jersey. But South Jersey. They all went to Philly hardcore shows. Everybody. Yeah, goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that whole world, and everybody who grew up there moved to Philadelphia when they got older. Yeah. So, like, argumentatively, they would be considered a Jersey band, but they yeah, lived uh, two miles from downtown Philadelphia. Yeah. So, I mean, no, that's I, cool to have the the singers like that. That band Free covered, um. Turning point at the Judge, I mean, at the American Nightmare Burn Show, and the place went insane at six thirty at night. Nice. And I've seen bands cover, and people run like a fucking fire. Yeah. To get and sing a cover. Yeah. You will never do it again. It's not a money. It's not a money grab. It's just them being like, "Hey, dude, this is our friend Skip. We love him. 
the whole thing's a tribute to their friend who's dead and yeah. a thanks to all the fans of the bands who said, you know what, like, we love this band and I can't, I'm like touched, like, I'm scared, I gotta say, like, I'm scared to see, like, I made a promise to them that everyone's gonna be there and I'm mean, like, dude, don't worry. Yeah. I, and I truly believe it, but like, you built a bill <clears throat> up and like, Dude, I'm a dumb kid from the middle of nowhere in Philadelphia, you know, and I pour concrete for a living. Frankfurt, baby. But I get to put a turning point show on in I like that idea. Yo, when, I, when you first posted the, the headliners, uh, I would say I saw the most buzz about turning point. Yeah. And then... Yeah, a lot of excitement. Gorilla Biscuits, I would say. Yeah. But... I, dude, people were going crazy about yeah. it. All over Twitter. No, that was a crazy. huge surprise, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're taking a band that doesn't technically have the like, ability to play. That yeah. was one of my first uh, tapes I ever had, like hardcore tapes. Yeah, and, you, and, you're, and they're so badass. Yeah, it was great. The faster stuff is simple. They had a band before that called Pointless, and they drew, like, went into that turning point. Fast, simple, in your face, straight edge, hardcore, like everything you want. And they become this dynamic, yeah, powerful band. Yeah. And, and, and like, you know... Whereas, like, there's so many different errors in them in the sense of for their three and a half, four years of being a band, but like different recordings. And like, just it's I, I'm probably my f- because they're local to us and like people and shit like that. They would be my favorite of the unsung straight edge bands. And people love yeah. them, but like, you know, like you get nerded out, you know, like turning point, <laughs> you know, yeah. like I'm still like a nerd, like I can't believe. No, I like that idea because we, the rest of the band, talked about that for when Joe's gone. We have something similar in mind for... <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, Joe. Come on. <laughs> Sorry to hear that, Joe. <laughs> Joe Harco, you're singing this song. So then I, I hope to. You sing Pass the Cup, Joe. <laughs> That's your song. I love singing with your band. I. Uh, you like kicking poor kids off the stage when we play and making it a dangerous atmosphere. I've, got, I've gotten a lot more relaxed. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Mind we you. haven't seen that in months. <laughs> <laughs> so when we get the rest of this bill, you look at Turning Point, you go, who do you bill them with? You have to have Breakdown. Yeah. Have to have to That's have to have dope. breakdown. Yeah. And then with four punch be like, Yeah, I think we're gonna play this year. Four punch or breakdown have to play next to each other. Was Turning Point psyched with that the lineup around them? Um Oh, you didn't get into it. To right. those guys, bomb they couldn't play with Gorilla Biscuits. They're so like, there's on one hand they I were see like, that too, though. on the one hand they're kind of like, do we really have to do this? And then they got psyched. Actually, um, the drummer Ken Flavel is a union carpenter, and um, he bought a drum kit again for this band. And now has a brand new band called Search with Tim from Mouthpiece, who's also singing for Turning Point, and other guys from Mouthpiece and various bands. Fuck yeah, And cool. their first show is the weekend before This Is Hardcore. They're going to play with Token Entry in Philly. So, like, nice. in doing Turning Point, Ken's like, I love this. I have a band practice. He does Turning Point on Tuesday practice. He does Saturday tur- uh, practice with Search, the new band. Like, and he's and he's a union working guy. Like, he's like, dude, I'll text me. Like, dude, I know it's going to be so fucking hot, man. Like, you know, like. Yeah. And um, it's cool to see a guy who's like, you know, you can rest on laurels in hardcore just by being in a band that had a seven inch that was cool. And he was like, like I, I'm so psyched to be back. Like, and you, and you talk to him, he's just enthused. But then, you know, you know, you do. They understand the power of doing floor punch and breakdown. Yeah. And aesthetically, it is the way to end it. You know. Mm-hmm. Again, I've done heavy. I've done guar. I did exploit it. You know. Uh, this is a hardcore fest. And if I never do it ever again, no one can say, you know, they put a lot of not hardcore bands on. This is a hardcore Who fest. cares what they say? I care. 
Oh, I'd be okay. dumb to say I don't my care. Bad, my no, I'm being honest. I, I'd be no. dumb to say I don't care. But I, I wanted- You're very observant. You're I, very aware I, well, aware of what's going on. You constantly change. You try to make things better. That's a respectable well, quality. True or you, false, Chris? If you, if you want to tell someone you should like these kind of bands, but you yeah. don't put them in front of you, them, and you're the guy who puts bands on stages, then you look like a cunt. So you had a few non-hardcore bands throughout the years. Always. Do you, do you regret or not? Never. Oh, okay. Never, never, It sort never. of sounded like kind of... I would never say that Guar was not so a hardcore... So why would you mention that if this is the last one? There's no chance of that happening, is it, there? It's, it's more or less the purpose of saying that, you know, despite our um, need to be bigger so everyone can come, despite the need to be a bigger house, a bigger tent, yeah. we're still a hardcore fest. Yeah. And I want to end it on a turning point. I want to end it yeah. with... Everyone's screaming for breakdown. Everybody's sitting for four punch, and then everyone's screaming for turning point. And I want everybody to walk out being like, "Like fuck," because yeah, it's literally. I mean, there's no other way to really equate it, but the, you gotta think of it like sex. Yeah, it's like the, the, it has to end on a climax. Mm. Exactly, or it doesn't count. Right? Exactly, you sing the last this, note of turning this, point. You kick open the doors of the you. It has oh. to end, and that's the so. Everyone then, must come. Yes. So then, you know, <laughs> we do we do the things I do when I build a fest. Yeah. Ruiner, a band who hadn't played in years, they say, hey, we want to play. You put them on the bill. I mean, they announced before this fest that they were playing. Wasn't there a controversy? With- there was earlier on. They were actually the second band to ever play This Is Hardcore. All right, we'll cut them a break then. And then... Um, I don't know what it they was. They played exactly, in Sound of Fury. And Rob had made a comment as, this is fucked up that Knife Fight isn't playing or something like that. Todd Jones, who is a friend of mine from Nails, was a booker of Santa Fury. He had a personal issue with Knife Fight or something. Took offense. And was, or It was somebody in, who booked Santa Fury had an issue. I don't know if it was Todd directly. But essentially, he got on stage like, this is fucked up. They're not playing. So then I said, well, then we're not booking you. And, and my reason stands. If I give you a stage and a platform and you use it to attack somebody, you're using my name and the... Uh, privilege of us putting you there and to some degree one could say that i solicit like you know like didn't like i unsolicitedly supported you yeah. you know like hey go ahead and say fuck that guy i am the number one culprit of that because i only said fuck people on stage yeah and now i actually i was just asking archangel to play when i was in their hometown saying fuck archangel yeah. so <laughs> the bitter pill finally fucking hits me yeah <laughs> But um, oh, wait, Archangel is that the yeah. man, the Belgian? No, we were in Belgium. Yes. Fuck you! Tell them to come up here. We'll fuck them in the mouth. <laughs> God, the you beast. saw the Mad Joe we footage, had, right? We had our own issues with Archangel. Boulder, Boulder. Did you see the footage of Mad Joe? Yes, I did. It was oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Was not perfect. bad, not bad. Right? He the, right the older me. I get, he and the, the more time passes, the less I feel bad about it. Because I really felt bad for a while. Nah, never. I don't feel never. Bad. Well, you see, you gotta, you gotta understand the crowd play, doesn't and know. They didn't even write back. I love not get, I love not getting written back at this point because usually it's the opposite. Like I could I could write someone at four thirty two in the morning yeah. and at four forty yes 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 yes. So like, yeah. and I was like fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> a good fuck you always is good. Yeah, man. straighten you out. So then um we got to bring Strife into the fold. Yeah, and uh, they have members obviously Andrews and World Be Free. Strife played this hardcore back in two thousand and eleven. They again hadn't played the big boy. They hadn't played the big stage. They got the record self released incision. It's a it's a banger, slower nice. than your older stuff. But you know, can you say that if you were a child going to hardcore shows in the end of the nineties that you didn't see Strife hats, Strife hoodies, oh, the unfortunate situation nah. of seeing Strife at Club Chameleon with all the dickhead bouncers? Yeah, yeah. You know, like 
I'm a sucker for Strife, and yeah. I have to have them on the bill. Strife was big, man. Not just big, big they were powerful, scene. man. They're just powerful. Yeah. Them big gang shouts, like, those are 58 niggas in that fucking like, goddamn the like, first. <laughs> like, like, who's how big, like, can you see me? You're like, damn, who the hell else is in this motherfucker? The whole, the whole yeah. stadium. Yeah. See, like, that was probably the first West Coast hardcore band I became fond of. Stop. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. No uniform choice. Nah. No course disapproval. Then like nothing. What? That's so funny. He just he he had this big like a uh, like a showdown with Scott Vogel. Well, he's from Buffalo. Same bands. He's a Buffalo. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he's no, he, he was yeah. talking about those he bands trying, you just he mentioned. He was trying to turn Richie. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, uh, you got California has three styles. You have the 1980s where they came with Kings. 1979 to 1984, no one could touch California hardcore. Ah. Most violent, most violent, craziest shit ever. Nah. They had cholo knives. They had the craziest yeah, shit. They had the suicidal. The sound in my ear. Yeah, the sound in the ear. They had, they perfected and enhanced the anger of the East Coast by bring, keeping it punk. They never had the right drums. Well, because they were punk. That's yeah, the problem. You know, exactly. they, they didn't. They didn't yeah. weren't enthused about adding that metal into it. Yeah. You know, but then you get to a band like Uniform Choice, who was an early precursor to the Youth of Days and stuff. Does it get better than your uniform choice? Stripped down? Yeah, it's hard. That's a hard one to beat, I think. No, you can't. Come on, Chris. Like they, but see, what do you know what about them? About, you can't what name I love about uniform choices, they did the same thing that, DIY, uh, that all the uh, SSD, they all had the bad metal record. Yeah. They all went, you know what? Let's try the metal record. They were all guilty of a slight. Yeah, they all like said, you know what? Even Warzone. Oof, the Warzone one was rough city. Yeah, that was rough. I remember a band that's going to be called You know, Love back City. then there was like big major labels dabbling in, so you might have thought you had well, a yeah, shot. Well, yeah, Murphy's Law tour yeah. with Beastie Boys, so yeah. everyone, but like they immediately like, tied like, like that'd be like a tomorrow you showed up with Wisdom Show with like tight <laughs> acid wash pants and like a uh, bandana tied to each knee. Who told and you? Ch- and chucks and like a, mo- and a mo- mullet wig. Yeah. And you're like, uh, who's Richie? And he's like, no, I am now known as Ricky. <laughs> Ricky. <laughs> Ricky and Chains. <laughs> Listen, we got to do what you got to do, baby. You know, like. Chris would come in with the Scotty in look. Chris would do whatever. The dyed beard. But yeah, I, Chris. Yeah. Do a red, white, and blue beard. Yeah. You would have, you'd have to get like the, you're just like the, the 80s, I'm going the Rick 80s punk. I'm just going straight Rick the black, Ross. The black punks who did like the skunk. You ever see the black skunk hair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the coolest punk look. Yeah. Whatever first black dude's like, yo, I'm doing a skunk hair. That's a bad motherfucker. <laughs> That's hard. Like, because he's got to walk in a black neighborhood home at night wearing that shit. Yeah. Not like look cool in front of the white dudes, but he's got to go home in the hood. That's going to be rough. You know, and you know the brother's like, what the fuck and is he this said, Brother, shit? you done lost your mind? <laughs> I uh, like the uh, same like baby. Just like the mohawk, the Mister T mohawk. Oh, yeah, you oh, rocked that before. So uh, after we get into that, I um, all else failed. Philadelphia hardcore been around forever. They didn't want to play ever again. We had them play in 2011. A rain came and made people come to the show earlier on, and everybody who didn't know about hard them fell in love. I think they played in 2014, and now they're playing again, and they like. They have a whole new life based on we play this hardcore and we do some shows and Luke lives in LA, has a kid now, and they still want to be in the band. Awesome. We're putting them with Zayo. Zayo is a uh, Christian metalcore band. Yeah, I remember them. Yeah. Pre when metalcore was a bad thing, uh, I we played with them years and years and years ago, like in two, 99. And they, they seemed were, like they were gonna really blow up for a minute back. Well, they back they, in the day. they changed all the members three times. The original singer will never do it. It's like the record that they're doing is uh, where fire and blood brings rest. I think is how they. Uh, I know the records, but it, to say that long wordy line out. Yeah. But they're they're going to be playing that record, 
And they're just excited because they did this like re- like return. And yeah, they have a huge metalcore audience, but they're like, yo, we just want to play a hardcore show. And like when I saw them at the bottom of a roster, at the bottom of a signature of an email from my agent, I'm like, you're booking Zayo? He's like, you want Zayo? I'm like, yeah, I, f- I fucking want Zayo. And they were like, what? And he's like, yeah, Joe, I sent him a picture of their cassette tapes. Yeah. I had their first LPs on cassette, still. This guy's a madman. He's got everything, baby. Well, and I don't. That's the problem is so when I keep it, it's because I give a fuck about it. It's really what it is. So many times I moved and tour when I save. Um, Your buddies in Angel Dust are playing. Nice. Well, he's not Um, your friend too? I would say yours. How come you don't like him? I like him. I'm wondering wondering if he's going to show up in like a pink hat. You always he oh him and Franz are like the best dressed that this is hardcore. Franz but got him they're beat. They're trendsetters, man. But they're like, tra- they're, yeah, they're they're trendsetters. Like, like I almost think that like they take it like a red carpet and they're like, what's the move? Galoshes. Like, oh, they're, you know, they're like, working on the outfits right now. Yeah, like, remember when Justice wore the uh, the half shirt? Yo, like that's exactly practice. what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> With the short shorts, yo, and the football like, practice shirt. Yeah. I don't know if you know what the fad on the street is. I don't know if you walk on the street. It doesn't look like we would know. <laughs> we probably don't know. The street fad for females in Philadelphia. Remember when Daisy Dukes had the ass she's hanging out, right? Perfectly cut, so they all hang out. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. I say Justice wears that on stage. Wow. <laughs> Justice, just Daisy cheek- Dukes, oh baby, God, just hard cheeking it. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, he, he would pull it off somehow. He got a nice little can. He could yeah, pull it off. Like I love, I love what he's done with Angel Dust. Yeah. And like this is their like they played early, early one year at this hardcore. So like that was 2014. They played last year. So like. Look at it, they're in the middle of the fucking bill. Yeah. Their band's growing. I really can't wait to see. Like, that's the set. Like, I got to see every band, but, like, I can't. It's either going to the fucking. Just what we said, like, he was even like, wow, we're really up there. I think that's a great time. Yeah, for no, I think it's pretty. I mean, yeah. Freedom is the straight edge band that got everybody who is not a skinhead from are they straight from edge. Detroit? Yes, they are. We played with them. They were to dope. dress like skinheads. A few years back. So we played you, with them at Black and Blue yeah, a couple years ago. They were ago. dope. Yeah, they were I really booked cool. them at, a, at, a, at the Kung Fu Necktie. Oh, yeah? And there was no skinheads. And then I just had them again. And there was a couple kids who were straight edge, who were dressed Doc Martens. You know, <laughs> they don't know nothing about those being skinhead, but freedom made them skinheads. Yeah. And I, I love the aesthetic. Actually, my wife, who kind of keeps to the archives of the older stuff, was like, yeah, I really like that freedom band. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, mm. when she popped out with that, but she's like, you know, more into the skinhead stuff. And they're fantastic. I think I might go that route, maybe change my style a little bit. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Skinhead. That's what you're going to wear to this yeah. hardcore. Yeah. Unless um, Justice picks me out a better outfit. <laughs> he gives you what's all the rack he's Rich, I got an outfit for you picked out. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Naysayer is like from the This Is Hardcore in the yes. old venue. They've yes. never played this one. But, you know, there's these guys that like are in bands and then they go off and they do other stuff, but they're like, they're not not around. They're just not trying to tour the world like every other little jerk off band that jumps up does four or five months of touring opening and then break up like a lot of the bands that have recently been signed and here's Naysayer. They're like, uh, Kitzel, would you like to do a Naysayer set? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, they have a new record. It's on 7-inch. It's good. Un new record in haben. It's good Yeah, too. so like Kitzel, Kitzel says, you know, hey, can you help me out? They're playing. Yeah. I love Gary. We've done Naysayer shows. We put them on the fest. And you know what? A lot of other fests were going, well, they're not really, fuck that. I like Naysayer. They're on my fucking fest. So I was happy about Amen. having them. Blister is from Phil. I don't know. Blister from Florida. That's a hard name. Strife based. So Strife based, and yet they're playing the same day as Strife. Nice. Mm. Intentional. Mm. True Love ah. is member. Ah. True Love is the other band that the members of Freedom are in. 
Oh yeah, they are going for the modern. What's American it called? Act. True Love. True Love. All right. Record came out again. Um, they are probably the heir to the American Nightmare Throne. Fast, aggressive, sing along, stop on a dime, drums like just fucking the whole package. They played early on Friday of this hardcore last year. We had them on the uh, the American Nightmare shows, and we're fucking psyched to have them. Awesome. Nice. And um, Jesus Peace. Your oh, son. Yeah. some buzz, baby. Your son. My son. Man, Joe's son. <laughs> you get a kid from the suburbs who comes from metalcore and in a couple years um, indoctrinates himself into hardcore. And the kid, he played his one of his first shows at Voltage Lounge in August of last year. And he gets on stage and he fucking owns it. Like the charisma that Carly from Candiria never had. Mm. You know, just charismatic. Sounds like the goddamn devil when he sings. Ignorant as all hell. <laughs> Did you see? Uh, th- did you ever see them like the videos and stuff like that? Yeah. Like, they're not. They're not. I mean, the music is disembodied metalcore today, and uh, one of the heavier bands that are coming out, and they're from the Philadelphia area. Yeah, people love. And they've been ripping it up too. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and really so what do you do? Do you, do you do you pass them over? No, you put them on the bill. No, no. You put them on the bill, and you go. It's time for them to rip it up. Breakaway is my favorite band from Richmond, Cal- uh, Richmond, Virginia. Of the newer bands, Brace War wasn't around for a minute. Now they're back, so I have to say Brace War is actually my favorite. Yeah. But Breakaway came out at a weird time for Richmond. Um, they were the band that should have been on Bridge Nine Records as opposed to Malfunction. Hopefully that happens. And you know, Ace is one of them guys. Perfect hair, strong, straight edge kid, awesome prowess, like on stage, like just not a fucking straight pussy. edge Hitler youth. Straight edge Hitler youth, absolutely. Beautiful. Uh, Lejean has been in every Perfect. cool Richmond straight edge band yeah. from cast aside. Just like yeah. one of the coolest straight edge bands. I'm so happy to have them. Your boy Tom Bomb, Mark, with the long hair. Local 14 insulator, Mark Green. Nice. Yeah, you know, singer, uh, all around crowd surfing master. Yeah. Almost got kicked out of the church for jumping off the PA during the first show. First Bane uh, last show. Gotta forgive. Gotta forgive. We, we had to forgive. I'm like, only you could have pulled that off, yeah. you motherfucker. Yeah. Don't do it again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, of course, they got to play again. They're yeah. still, I mean, they got a seven inch. They're trying to do their best. And then Jagged Visions from Connecticut, the opening for Sunday. And what do you JV do? from Connecticut. JV, JV from CT. An integrity based song name origin to their. That's awesome. Yeah. So And, and <clears throat> Wisdom Change is based on. Killing time. On a killing time. Yeah. Dude, there's always a beautiful symmetry and to Intentional Joe Hardcore, Joe Hardcore. for his lineup. Let me ask true. you this question, Joe. Yeah. Now, from all the bands on the roster, yeah. you have to pick a four-band show. You're only allowed to use one headliner. There's so many. Begin! <laughs> this is going to bug him out. For mine... Me. My like my ultimate. Yes, your four band show. This is your last show. Do they have to be all four days? You could pick from any day, but you can only use one of your headliners. Mix it up, right? Oh, this is gonna kill him. On I'd the like way to home. see a new a mid tier. On the way home, he's gonna be so yeah, mad. I should have said this. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> right now, honestly, if it was like all time, all who letter, opens? Who opens? Yes, I would have. Oh fuck, that's so hard. <laughs> The opener. I, I, I'm the only promoter that fights on every opener because an opener decides the show. Yeah, man. A turd is it like remember that Wayne's World? Um, hey, who's playing out the shitty Beatles? Yeah, they suck. Yeah, they're you know like you know yeah. like they're shitty well, Beatles. Basically, why why did they play? Why would opener? It, it's right. a waste of a time slot. All right, opener would be Iron Reagan. 
Nice. Good wow. choice. Holy shit. Good, good. You know, very Dude. good. That band's very good with the crowd. That's Dude, good they're choice. just Yo, like they all tempo. the crowd yeah. into a, all tempo. A mayhem. Yeah. Yeah. I would go Iron Reagan, Wisdom and Chains. Oh, thank you. One of my favorite bands to see live ever. Thank Honestly, you. ever, ever, ever. Um, I could get really um, like aesthetically like. Direct support. Direct support. It would this have to be Terror. Terror, yes. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? To me, that's a no-brainer. I was going to go at you if you didn't pick that. Getting excited right now. Yeah. And I I want... I know that Gorilla Biscuit would be the all-time slam dunk headliner. But you're going to go with integrity. No, I'm going to go with Youth of Today. Wow! I want to... To me, Gorilla Biscuits is like... Siv is the master frontman. My dream show, in any order, Youth of Today... Negative approach, agnostic front, Chromex. The wow, kings yeah. of the of the nineteen eighties. You can make that court. happen. No. What do you mean? No. I tried. You tried once. You tried again. I, I, I tried three times at this point. It's never happened. Four times. But you to today when you like, you know, you find out about a band from a lot of different ways. Patches. Yeah. CD thanks stickers. Yeah. I didn't like it. The radio MTV. I didn't like you today at first. Because I didn't fucking understand like that people went like what it was. Yeah. I only had. This rah, I'm like, yeah, I'm like a metal dude. Like, yeah. this is like a bad obituary. Like, yeah. what's he trying to do? But then I saw at Rainer Parade at the church do a YouTube Today cover, and people went insane. And then it fucking hit. Like, then you understood. It's not is, supposed to be that. Yeah. And so, like, to me, YouTube Today, I mean, Grill Biscuits, hands down. I don't know if any band that we've done could do what they do when they play. The set that they had at the at the, the last one they put. Unreal. Uh, so, like, yeah, they should. But, like, we go what Energy said. Iron Reagan. You guys get everybody. Every time you're like, I don't know what we're going to do, we'll man. Do, yeah, we'll do what we got to do. I don't know. You know. I hope it goes over good. I don't know. Vinny Paz put you, <laughs> Vinny Pazman put you guys over so hard after seeing you at that set. VP. That's the thing is, is, like, you guys win people. And, like, I, that's the most important part of hardcore is, Everybody's singing all the words. Yeah. You know? I agree. And, and then terror, again, yeah. that same energy. Relentless. But then, like, you do go terror, like, for the mosh stuff. And yeah, like, obviously, I'm going terror, gorilla business, but terror into you today is just that same kind of, like, impactful shit that Ray says, impactful shit Scott says, impactful, like, but you today is quicker than terror and that their songs are shorter, meteor, yeah. just boom, 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 boom. And if you don't get excited about you today, I don't care if you're old or young. Let's book this on Christmas. Christmas show. What's that? Christmas this show. This four band show we're talking about right here, baby. <sighs> let's do it, Joe. Joe let's get let's get through let's get through let's get through thirty I got twenty nine days left. Yeah, yeah. True, I got twenty nine days true. left. Don't even think about it. Forget it. Forget this question. No, it's great. It's a great question. It's no, hard. you got stuff to think it's about. Hard. Huh? <laughs> There's so many Joe's people. crazy. This is the one of the craziest guys in the scene doing Easily the biggest hardcore music festival that has ever existed. You're a mad genius. You're a mad genius. Joe. Yeah. I when mean, there's see, been big shows. When you, when you been... point out the symmetry, the little things, the de- little details, yeah. the little poetic details in in the, the lineups and the the band that's, you know, all oh, this band's titles from this band's lyrics and this blah, blah, blah. And then, and then that's why. Cross section. And if you read it left to right, like you're, like you're reading a book. It, it comes off like with a different yeah. type of flavor. And I, for people that don't know the method or, could, or don't care, I bet if they hear this podcast, they'll, they'll like it and they'll appreciate it more. The, right? yeah. the, the yeah. most outward yeah. one is, is uh, Zayo has a record called All's Failed. 
Oh. <laughs> so like, there's a, like, when I see this stuff, like I said from Sudugo, like you just see patterns and stuff, and you're just like, oh, this he's is great. the hardcore Rain Man. And you know what? It's All just probably say all. well, there's absolutely something to killing it. time. What's going to change yeah. with the success yeah. of uh, the <laughs> fest? There's definitely something to it because if a band is taking their name yes. from another band's lyrics, yes, there's That's a direct. Respect. Influence, I believe that. Right? There's I truly believe that. I respect. truly, in my heart, believe that. Yeah. Especially in hardcore, there's a I direct influence between. You know, we, it's it, in in hip hop, it would be considered biting, and that's a no. Why y'all bite my in shit? Hardcore, it's like props and yeah. it's a fist bump, and it's like yeah. the uh, uh, tip of the cap. It's love, baby. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I appreciate it, y'all. That's I think it's dope. Beautiful. I feel weird when I when I say that kind of stuff. People look at me like, what? I'm like, it's just how my brain works, man. I like that. It's fucked up. It's cryptic. You, yeah, you like discovered a, a hidden code, the Da Vinci code. Yeah. All right. It's Freemasonish. Chris is giving us the eyes over here. All right, good, good. We did this good. This was a fucking dope episode, Joe. I, I'm I, thankful I, that we didn't get off topic too much because I'm the king of all topics. So yeah. yeah. Thank next you for time though, you got to come back. Yo, we're coming for next amazing, one is off man. topic, miscellaneous. Anything you want to talk about? No, anything. You, this is this is gonna be the quiz. Which, I'm gonna just yeah. throw quiz. weird shit at him. Yeah, yeah, we'll just write. Yo, you know what? Here, here's what we'll do right now. Let's start compiling a list of questions from the audience for Joe Hardcore. Oh yeah. We will handpick. We get good questions. The cream of the crop uh, questions. Yeah. Maybe we'll come up with a few of our own. And then, uh, so anything that you guys want to say to Joe Hardcore, you can uh, email us at Don't Post Get America, Fresh. At post gmail.com. You could tweet at Post Americans. You can follow us on Twitter at Post America Podcast. And what's and the This Is Hardcore Twitter? At T I H C Fest. At and you got to get Fest. the tickets. You're going to miss out if you don't get these There's tickets. There's only how many four-day passes left? They're almost right, gone. Right now, there might be 24. Maybe oh, 24 Don't even say so that. You get people nervous. By the time this podcast hits the air, it'll There's going to be one be left. Gone, you but. could be that one. And listen, you know all the little hotties that go to this you know, saying this festival, guys, guys, you gotta go. And girls, you know all the little handsome little guys wearing Swinging fucking dicks. tank tops and five piece hat, <laughs> panel hats. You gotta go. <laughs> all right, everyone, thank you for listening, and we'll be back soon with a uh, a tour preview for Wisdom and Change oh, yeah. Europe summer tour, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Peace. Oh.